we're recording. Are we rolling? We're rolling. Okay. Whoa. Welcome back to Fun on Weekdays, you guys. I'm so excited because this is probably the crispest. My is that a word? Crispest. I think that is the, the like, most crisp. Oh, my my sound and my video has ever been and probably <laughs> ever will be <laughs> because I'm really fortunate that I'm recording with Janine today. So Hi. we're using all of Janine's equipment and. I'm sitting here like thinking about all of the stuff that I need to bring into my office to keep this consistent because it's incredible. Thank you. But, I'm happy to help if you need any tips. Oh, yeah. No, but you want to just like send it to me? I just... will. Send you all the links. I like to know what links, of course. No, I'm kidding. Cool. <laughs> this, this was expensive to purchase. Oh, I will tell you that. Wait, can you link this stuff on like to know it? I think you can. Yeah, on Best oh, Buy, I think you can. Link yeah. that. Link I know, it. Girl, I'm trying to get that affiliate money. Yeah, get that commission. So Janine and I just recorded an episode right before this, so we're doing back-to-back. It's a Mm -hmm. Saturday in Dallas, sunny and beautiful. Yes, it is. And we were just both talking about how we appreciate the stillness sometimes of, like, the weekend. Mm -hmm. So we're both having some pretty, like, relaxing weekends. Mm -hmm. Had the Rangers game last night, and then today, recording with Janine, and I'm going to head back to Austin. Yay! So, yeah, super happy that we were able to fit this in because – I think on my podcast, I talk a lot more about like other things, other topics. I never really touch on like faith or religion or anything just because I'm personally not like very religious, but I know that a lot of people that follow me are, and I wanted to bring on somebody that can speak to it a bit more. And Mm. especially because I've talked a lot more about how like my idea of fun has changed. A lot of my values have changed Mm. my friendships, my relationships, just as I get older, a lot of those things have changed. And I think like your faith is definitely one of those primary things that kind of plays a role in it. And I thought Janine would be the perfect person to talk about it. Oh, I'm honored. Thank you. I can't wait. Yeah. So before we get into like kind of that conversation, I know a lot of people probably know Janine because she's been on social media for what, 10 years? 10 plus years. (laughs) A little too long. Yes. So you started with your YouTube channel. I did. I started with YouTube 10 years ago. Um, then that obviously evolved into Instagram. And then, you know, at the time then I was like, everyone had Snapchat. So I got the Snapchat, which now I don't use anymore. Thank God. Yeah. If you're still um, using Snapchat at this point, like I'm 28, I'm like, I don't <laughs> use Snapchat anymore. Um, and then of course, TikTok, which I do use TikTok. I love TikTok. We talked all about that on my podcast. Um, so mainly start off with YouTube. And then I also now have my podcast as well called Happy and Healthy. Yes. So my question, my first question that I have, which I put this on my Instagram story when I said that I was going to have you on. And let me just tell you that I had like at least 20 people just specifically say, oh my God, I love Janine. I'm so excited for this. So I feel like we could talk about anything and people would be excited just to hear you. (laughs) But one of the things that people asked was like, how has your content shifted over the past 10 plus years? And like, how have you grown from doing social media? Oh my gosh. What a question. Woo. Um, I mean, definitely like my faith completely changed my content. When I first started, um, I was 16. I was making cheerleading videos in my bedroom. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. Like I would be like, this is what's in my cheer bag. And I had just gotten my braces off and it was like that whole thing. And I mean, I've been documenting my life for a while. And then I was doing these like little makeup hack videos. And then I started doing like, did you watch YouTube back in the day? So honestly, I like when I watched YouTube, it was always makeup videos like okay. Nikki tutorials. Loved her. She, she literally my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? I feel like I would always just I would get a new makeup palette and Michelle I would, Fawn. <laughs> I don't know. 
She's like an OG on YouTube. Really? Like the first makeup artist that started on YouTube. Okay. I mean, okay. So my thing is I watched a lot of videos, but I never fully like followed people because I think when I used to watch them so religiously, it was before the time of like following them on other platforms, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Um, but super into the makeup things. And obviously- like, I was too. <laughs> yeah. You get into it. And then over time, people start following you and you kind of realize like maybe they're following you for something mm. a little bit different or like there's another meaning and more value that you can add. Right. You're right. Yeah. So I, I basically started off doing like that. Like I watched makeup videos. I was doing all that. And then as I got older, you know, of course, like you get older and your content changes. So I went to the University of Texas and uh, so I lived in Austin as well, which was really fun and went there. And so then my content shifted to vlogs where I was showing like me going to school and like dating in college and like (laughs) me and my college boyfriend. And my content just kind of evolved as I got older and my interests changed. And I talked about like school and like what college was like. And then college was a pretty confusing time for me, faith-wise, identity-wise. I mean, I was a mess in college. Like, I really was. If I could go back and redo it, I probably would. Um, And so then as I got older, I moved to California. And so that's when I was like, I'm going to be like the cliche LA YouTuber. Yeah. And I just, why? (laughs) Why did I do that? But I'm really glad I moved to California. Like I don't regret it at all, but I moved out there and I was like friends with all these YouTubers and I was going to like all the events. I mean, left and right, literally every single day you could have went to an influencer event if you wanted to. And I was doing like TV hosting gigs and like some acting gigs. And I really, yeah, I'm not, I don't think I'm that great at it. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. I've only done like a couple, but I'm not, I wouldn't call myself an actress. So I've just done like some random stuff. (laughs) I did more like TV hosting type of stuff out there. Um, and then there again, I was doing like fashion, beauty, lifestyle, travel, like all that stuff. I did a lot of health and fitness because that's when my like health and fitness journey like really took off was around 2017, 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I moved back to Dallas and my life had just been radically changed in LA. Like I joined this church, I joined a small group and I had this mentor slash counselor just speak into me and she called me out on so much stuff that I needed to be called out on. Like I partied a ton in LA. I was so confused. I dealt with a ton of body image issues. Um, I would even say I had almost some like, uh, like eating disorder habits that were pretty unhealthy. And, um, I just like my life got radically changed in California. And so whenever my faith got changed, that's when my content started to shift because I started to realize a lot of this stuff that I'm talking about is like pretty meaningless. Like, of course I do think, Fashion is great. I love makeup. I love, you know, travel. Like all the things are great, but to only post about that and think that's where you find life, that's when I was like, this doesn't satisfy me. And so I started opening up about my faith and sharing my journey and showing like tips and like really trying to help people better themselves in their lives, mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And that's kind of what I do in my podcast. And that's where I found so much fulfillment. And so now I feel like I'm more like self-help. I think I'm more like centered on girls. I'm help. I'm centered on helping girls find their identity in Christ, know themselves, be confident and just help them like live their life better with full joy that they, you find in the Lord essentially. Yeah, that's great. I literally got goosebumps. That's such a good story. And I think touching on like the college piece, I think so many people go to college and you have like truly this like kind of identity crisis where you just you feel so lost because for the first time in your life probably you're pretty much like out on your own Mm. and you're living by like your own rules and when you kind of don't really have like a good sense of like what your rules are for yourself it can be really easy and 
to like lose sight of that. And I definitely so agree with you on like the partying aspect and don't get me wrong, like a fun night here and there is still fun. But when mm-hmm. that is all that you have to look forward to, like what else is there? Right, exactly. And that's exactly what I did. Like college was probably one of the worst times because it's exactly what you said. I went in there like not knowing what to expect. I grew up in super, super sheltered, small, like small school, graduated with 34 people. Oh my gosh. Then went to college where it's 50,000 people. And I felt like a nobody loser. So what did I do? I literally did anything I could think of to try to fit in and to conform. And so that involved like partying and just trying to dress like everyone and joining all different types of clubs and just getting on the dating apps and doing all the things. I was like, wait, what would make me be like cool and normal? And in the end, I completely like lost myself in the process and it's just not worth it. Like there's a, there's a Bible verse that talks about what is it to gain the whole world if you lose your soul? And that's, yeah, it's exactly what happened to me. I was like, I gained the whole world, but I completely lost myself. And that is just kind of my goal is like, let me help people keep their soul and not look like the world because the world will confuse you and will put all these labels on you and you end up feeling like lost and more sad. And I just, I want people to find their true identity and purpose in life. Definitely. I have two questions around that. So the first one is like, if you could give advice to any college girl right now, based on what you have learned from your past, what would that be? Yeah. Um, a hundred percent, I would say like the people that you're around are going to completely make or break your experience. Uh, there's like a couple of sayings. One says, um, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And then another one that says, if you want to go far, don't go alone. And so people are going to shift and shape everything that you do. That is exactly like what completely changed my life was finding good community, having them hold me accountable, speaking into me, calling me out on my bull crap because I have some bull crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like you need people that aren't impressed by you. They're not looking at, cause like I was doing YouTube and Instagram in college and so many people would be like, Oh my gosh, like I want to be your best friend and blah, yes. blah, blah. But then you need to have some people that are like, that's great and all, but like, how's your heart? Or like, where are you struggling? Or like, where did you mess up recently? And really calling me out. And that is how you grow. And going to someone and telling them every single thought that you have, every single lie of either I think I'm ugly right now, I don't think I'm lovable, I don't think I'm pretty enough, or whatever the case may be, and having people like pray for you and talk about talk through that with you. So I really think your friends make or break everything. Like if you want to just party the rest of your life, then you can find people that you want to party with for the rest of your life. Like that's super, super easy. But yeah. you really need to find quality people. Like the quality of the friendships is more important than the quali- the quantity of friendships. And so I just found like you have to get plugged in. So like find an organization or something that you're interested in or something that, um, you know, fuels you and stick with that and invest in those people and be that type of person for someone else as well. Don't just expect them to be that for you, but be that same person for someone else and like pour into them and have them pour into you and like do life with people because we cannot do life alone. Definitely. That was so powerful. What a like perfect response. <laughs> I think it's honestly like so good to do an episode with somebody that is like so eloquent because you do this all the time. You like are constantly, you know, giving people like life lessons and sharing like the wealth of what you've learned over the years. And I think that just my audience can really like benefit from everything you have to say because a lot of times like it's hard for me because people will come to me with advice or questions and a lot of times yeah. I feel very lost and mm-hmm. I don't want to be the kind of person that like sits here and can just give advice that is like 
blank. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So another question uh, just based around like your college experience and kind of finding your faith was, were you always religious before you went to college or did you mm-hmm. kind of find that like while you were in that place? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so yeah, I grew up with two parents that were very like, they loved God and, you know, we would never call ourselves technically like religious. We'd always say like, we're just Christians and we love God and we love yeah. people. And so I grew up with incredible parents and they really did instill the truth in me. But because I think I was so sheltered growing up, I was like, oh my gosh, I want nothing to do with this. Even though when I was in college, I was in a Christian sorority. I yeah. was in young life, but because I had never experienced anything else other than that, I was so tempted. And again, I didn't know myself. I didn't know my identity. So I was just pulled in any which direction that someone said. If someone said jump, I was like, how high? <laughs> because I didn't know myself. And so I grew up Christian, even though I was in all the the Christian stuff. And I had my sisters at UT also. They were also Christians. Um, I just like began to be so curious about, you know, other things. And that really just pulled me that other direction. And so even though I was always teetering the line, like I would always be like, God, I still love you. And I would go to church and I would really like just try to do that. But I also, there was this part of me that was still like, no, like I want to like make out with random boys on the weekend. Like (laughs) I want to go to like this frat party. Like, and I never did anything like too crazy, but for me and my family, like that was pretty crazy. And so I was always teetering. I would never say I completely walked away from my faith, but I just really was loving my sin and I was loving what I was in and I was loving um, like just the party life until it wasn't fun anymore. Like until I I, I could max it out and until it wasn't fun anymore, until it robbed me of my life and made me feel full of guilt and shame and all these things, then I was like, this this isn't fun anymore. Like this isn't what I thought I was signing up for. And then that's when I started to kind of question like, okay, there's got to be more to life than this. Okay. And so I think another question based on that is there's probably a lot of people that listen to my podcast that are feeling like a little bit, um, what's the word, like lost in their faith maybe. And maybe they are doing some of the things that you just said and like kind of Mm -hmm. losing themselves and feeling guilty. Like this doesn't really follow with my values and everything. What would be your advice for anybody who's feeling like just lost in their faith and how they can kind of like find that again? I love that question. (laughs) I mean, first and foremost, I would just say like, you're not alone because so many people feel that way. And it's it's actually a normal feeling to feel. And I think most believers do struggle with that. They, they struggle with like, okay, why do I believe this? Is this real? Um, you know, you're still struggling with maybe past sins or past things you're, you're still like hung up on and you're like, why do I keep going back? Or why does this still feel kind of fun, even though I know it feels wrong? And why do I feel guilty the next day? And just to say, like, I understand, like, I'm, I, I totally get it. That was me for many, many, many years. But first and foremost, I would just say, like, one, God's ways really bring you so much life. And I think a lot of people have this misconception that they look at Christians and they're like, ew, like, you're pointing fingers <laughs> at other people, or you're judgmental, or... Um, you're just a fun sucker. Like you, you guys are so boring. Like you don't have sex. You also don't smoke. You don't party like, wow, y'all are boring. And like so many people think that about me, like you don't go out and I'm like, no. And in the end, again, like I, I did all of that. Like I tasted and saw all of that. And what did that bring me? Like, it didn't bring me anything like besides guilt and shame and like regrets and many things that I was like, man, I wish I never did that. And so I've tasted and seen that. But I think once I flipped the script in my brain of like, wow, God isn't like God isn't giving me these quote unquote rules to prevent me from having fun. He's actually doing this out of protection 
because God gives us these things as a way to protect our hearts, to protect our bodies, to protect our minds, to protect our souls. And it's actually out of protection versus prevention. And I think a lot of people can look at God and look at the Bible and be like, that's so boring. Like, I don't want to do that. But I have never been more fulfilled, more satisfied, more joyful, more peaceful than ever before in my entire life. And that's when I'm like, man, there really is something here. Like I now see why my parents didn't want me to do certain things. I now see why God's ways are better because they just want to protect me because he loves me. And I don't think that God just puts these laws down just to be like, just obey me and blah, blah, blah. Like it really is for something. And I find so much more joy in life and what I'm doing now than anything that I did in my past. Yeah, I think what you said about how like your parents didn't want you to do certain things, I think just everybody intrinsically, if they know that they're not supposed to do something or that it's wrong, like you are maybe a little bit more curious Mm -hmm. and it might be like fun for a little bit, but I think you really have to learn for yourself that it's no longer fun. But what you said about um, being like fun suckers where like you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't go out, like those things more recently in my life, I have learned and I've been way more vocal about the fact that like your idea of what has what is fun evolves so much in every stage of your life and especially depending on the people that you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. Because if you are surrounding yourself with people who identify drinking and partying as fun, then you're going to think that you're not fun. But right. if you're spending your time with people who believe like, I don't know, being more active or adventurous or working out or doing things that are like maybe more like fulfilling for your soul yeah. is fun, then you'll never look at yourself like you are less fun. And so I actually had this question for later on in the episode, but I feel like this just fits so seamlessly. I was going to ask, how does like your faith kind of play a role in what you do for fun? Because a lot of my podcast is about like, how can you maximize your life and like do random things that fulfill Mm. you and kind of like push you to be a better person and like discover new, new parts of yourself. I love that question. And I think just to clarify, like I am not someone that's trying to be like, do this and don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. Like really, like I still have, I still drink. Like I have a margarita at dinner. I'll have a glass of wine. I try not to like over consume it because I don't, you know, I don't want my brain to be in a different state, but I'm also someone that's so about moderation. So like, I never want to like fully, unless it like literally was an addiction for me, like a full on problem, then yeah, I might want to remove it. But I'm never someone that's like, you just shouldn't do that and pointing fingers. Um, and so I just think it's all about like balance. Um, sorry, what was the question again? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, what do you, what do you do for fun? And like, how does your, how does your faith like play into that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. At first thing I was like, why did I I lost the thought? Yeah. Like for now, you know, I mean, even like last night, like it really does matter who you hang out with because I have like an amazing, amazing girlfriend group here and we'll go and like try new restaurants together. We'll have like, we'll hang out at my house. We'll do game nights here a lot. Like we love the game nights. Even like (laughs) last night, like I brought my girlfriends to like a worship night and then the night before we just got dinner, we got Mexican food and we got margaritas and, um, it, I don't know. It's like, I don't really crave going to the bars anymore. Like I don't Mm -hmm. crave seeking male attention there because you know, in the past, when you think about it, like you mainly went so you could meet a guy, like you went so you could like, which cutie's looking my way. Who's going to buy me a drink? Like, yeah, that's why I went. And I'm like, I don't really need that anymore. And so instead it's like, I'd rather go and like play pickleball with my friends Um, so we do that a lot or go bowling or like, I'll go to top golf or have people over at my house. I just bought like a bonfire. So I want to have people over like bonfires. Like I like to facilitate areas that create conversations because 
I do feel like when you're in the bar life, like you're not having deep conversations. You're not. No, never. You're, you're like not screaming. knowing anyone. <laughs> yeah, you lose your voice. You yeah. wake up, you're like, what just happened last night? Like, yeah. you didn't really get to know anyone a lot better or like really know who are they, what makes them, what makes them passionate about something. Like, I like facilitating places that create conversations that people really get to know each other. And so it could look different, but like tonight I'm just getting dinner with a friend and I'm going to probably come home and watch a movie. Yeah, I love that. And also too, you can just tell, I mean, I've followed you for like quite a bit of time because, well, for anybody who doesn't know this, we talked about this in the episode that we recorded with Janine, but we kind of met like through Connor essentially because they were friends before and then just over time followed each other and Mm -hmm. now meeting, but I've seen all of your content. It just, you can definitely tell that you have a very good girl group and you just seem like a very good girl's girl and you care about your friendships. (laughs) And I think a lot of people, especially that listen to my podcast, I mean, a lot of people come to me to try to meet new girls and that's great, right? I did an episode where it's like, how do you make friends? Like, yes, you can go out with them. Yes, you can hang out with them. But like, how, what is your advice for getting to know somebody deeper um, and like actually getting to know who somebody is? Because as much Mm. as you can like facilitate the right setting for it, How do you like open yourself up to that? Because it can be super kind of like scary to be vulnerable. Very vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it really does come with time. Like you can't expect one coffee hangout's going to be like enough. Like you can't expect you're going to have this deep friendship from like hanging out once in a blue moon. Like you really have to invest hours and hours and hours to create a deep friendship. And if you think about any best friend in your life, like you spent hours working on that to where then y'all felt comfortable And so I would say, you know, even if you feel like you're the one constantly reaching out, like keep reaching out, keep doing it, keep facilitating, keep inviting people. And when you go, like, try not for it to just always be like friendly conversations. Like, I love to purposely like open the table and be like, hey, like, so, you know, what's a prayer request you guys have lately? Or, hey, what's something you've been thinking about a lot lately? Hey, what's some area where you're feeling kind of like frustrated in lately? And that really like people will share their heart. And I think also when you start off first, you Mm -hmm. open the table, you be vulnerable first, then people are like, okay, now I feel more safe to do this as well. And I think it helps a lot. And then when someone talks, like, listen, like, don't try to like solve their problems immediately. Don't try to provide an answer. Instead, just sit there and like, listen to them and empathize with them because oftentimes like people don't even want you to solve their problems. They just want someone to listen to them and someone to care. And I know girls can do that all the time where you're like, no, babe, you should try this or do this or whatever. But sometimes I think we should just listen and empathize with someone. And then if they want help, like offer it, you know? So I think just providing conversations, people want to talk about themselves more than you realize. Yes. But they just need someone to ask the questions. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's literally like a known fact. Like somebody did research about this, that people love talking about themselves. But I mean, there are definitely different types of people that don't maybe feel as comfortable with it. And that is something that I said in an episode before was if you're the first person that's just kind of like laying it all out there and you're being like open and you're saying, oh, I feel like crap about this or this today, or I'm struggling with this, that person is going to feel just so much more open to you. And just like Mm -hmm. you're a trustworthy person. And like that will help you actually become friends. Agreed. So, oh, go ahead. I was just saying, also, I think picking the right people, like, it's hard to invest into 10 people really well. Instead, invest into three or four Mm -hmm. and really stick to those three or four and be like, okay, I'm going to do a life with these people and really know what's going on, check up on them. Because I think a lot of people, you you can see them on social media and they're like, oh my gosh, they have so many friends. I have no one. I'm like, that's okay if you have one to two friends. Like, that's fine. Invest in those one to two and be like the best friend you can be to them. 
Definitely. And I want to say too, when you do see people with a lot of friends, it's really easy to like compare yourself to that and be like, why don't I have as many? But I think a good reminder is that the more friends you have, the less deep each friendship is because you just, you're spreading your time so thin that like, even though they have a lot of friends, they may be like very surface level. Yeah. And I feel like that is something that I've definitely struggled with a lot. It moving to Austin, you know, you move to a new place and people want to hang out and you, you hang out a few times and then they're like an acquaintance and you just never really like get there to find that core group that I've had, like when mm-hmm. I was in high school. And it is something that you can you can see other people that they have it and you crave that and you just compare yourself. Right. And I think once you get into that headset of like comparing yourself, you just think that you're maybe not worthy of those right. types of friends. Yeah. And you're like, why does other people get it? And I don't. Or like, why did they have so many friends? But that's the tricky thing with social media is like you never actually know right. what's really going on. Like how long have they been friends? What if they're just making new friends left and right, but they ne- no one actually ever really sticks. And that to me is kind of where there's like a little bit of a concern. I'm like, how come none of your friends stick around? Yeah. And so that's something oh so <laughs> important to learn is like, how do you maintain friendships? How do you follow up? Because everyone can make a friend like that and go out with someone like that or get coffee like that. But to actually maintain it, that's where you got to put in some work. Yeah, and if you're constantly having falling outs with your friends or, like, someone else's, maybe, like, maybe there's something there. Maybe there's yeah. a reason for that, and maybe that's not yeah. the kind of person that, like, you want to be friends with. Yes, I'm going to stop this really fast. So going back to the original question that I asked, which was, like, 10-plus years of doing social media and how it's evolved over time, um, did you see, like, a difference in people's comments or any type of, like, hate or negativity to you when you started talking more about Christianity. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And it's pretty sad because I do think there's a lot of negative connotations and stigmas around the word like Christianity. And it really breaks my heart because I understand there's been a lot of people that have been hurt by churches, hurt by religion, hurt by other, you know, Christian influencers or whatever. And so, you know, I, I was comfortable not talking about my faith, but I'm like, what fun is it to be comfortable in that? Like, and it's way more uncomfortable to talk about it. But again, like I said, I find fulfillment so much more in doing that. But because of that, you're subjecting yourself so much more. Like, instead of people just criticizing you on like your body or what you're wearing or the car you drive, now they're critiquing your beliefs, your your faith. Why do you believe this? Why do you dress like that? Then why did you drink wine? Why did, and like, sometimes the Christians are the ones that are the most judgmental to me. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I'm trying to call you higher. And I'm like a sister in Christ. I'm trying to call you higher. And I'm like, but you don't know me. And yeah. so that's where it gets frustrating. And I have had people kind of be like, oh, I thought this podcast was just going to be a normal one, but now I see it's a Christian one. And they like hate it. And I'm like, well, not all my episodes are Christian, but but I definitely have seen a lot of people get really annoyed that my YouTube channel has changed a lot. My content has changed a lot. Um, But that's okay. It's like, hey, you don't, there's a thousand million other people you can go follow that don't talk about this, but I'm going to try to serve the people that really do want to see this. And so if you want to say that is so amazing, you're welcome here. But if not, like you don't have to follow me. Yeah, definitely. And I would say even somebody that is like openly not like very religious, I still love following you. And I feel like even regardless if you are talking about like God or like some, you know, this is so awkward for me because I don't even know like the correct terminology. (laughs) Um, But like all of your videos, I do feel like have a deeper meaning and it doesn't always have to connect to like to like Christianity. Like you can still take something meaningful and purposeful and like Mm -hmm. inspiring out of it. And that's why I follow you. And that's why I still think that like your content has value. And that's the thing is like, you do not have to follow me. And I don't want people 
that like want me to change the content yeah. to follow you because then like exactly. just like in college you you start trying to please other people and you just lose sight of yourself yeah and that's where i've seen that happen so many times like because i've been doing social media for so long like it was like the more that i tried to like please them or just give them what they wanted the more like i didn't i hated my content I didn't like myself. I was like, why am I even like doing this? And I felt so yeah. sad and I felt so confused. And so I was like, why would I like, why would I do this to myself? Like, I'm the one that's in control of this. Like I get to do the posting. So why would I not create like what I want to see on social media and like what genuinely f- fuels me? And so like, I'm sure you do this too, where you ask your followers like, hey, what do you want to see? Yeah. And I'll scroll through it and I'll pick a couple of things. But sometimes there's things that like just genuinely I'm like, A, I don't know enough about it. B, I'm not passionate about it. C, Definitely. like, it's just not my interest. There's probably someone else doing that way better than I do. And so, like, let me just, like, promote them instead. Yeah. You know, so it's like, find your thing that you really love and just do that. I think that's a really good point is that, like, when you do have a platform and followers that, like, love you, they expect you to, like, talk about literally everything under the sun. And sometimes yeah. it's just, like, not your interest. Like, that is not what I'm here to do. Yeah. And I feel like truly... Like this episode is a really good example of why I would literally never do this, this episode on my own. Cause like, I don't, I don't have enough value to provide for you. I'm not like the person that you should come to for this type of advice, like at all. So like the best thing that I can do is bring on somebody that is. Mm. Yeah. But don't undermine yourself. Oh yeah. You definitely have some amazing qualities and, but that's why I like podcasting because if you're like, I don't know about this specific topic, who can I bring on? And then you find someone and like, that's why I love the podcasting stuff. But I think y'all like, for example, like I am not, uh, you know, I'm not an expert in fitness, even though I love to work out. I yes. love it. But people keep asking me, post your workout routines. What do you eat? And I'm like, I don't feel qualified yes. to do that. And also I'm scared that I'll promote like something unhealthy or let I mess someone up. Like I'd rather just inspire people to work out, but I'm not an expert. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I've fallen into that a lot. Um, I'm sure you know, like when your entire life is online, people are just like very subject to make comments like about your body. They're like, oh my God, you look so good. Like, what are you doing? Yes. But then in the back of your <laughs> mind, I know you said that like you struggled like a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I like, what good is it for me to share like my really unhealthy habits? Like, I don't want to do right. that because I know that what I'm doing isn't right. So just go to someone else. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, there's so many other fitness influencers Definitely. that you could probably follow. Like, and I follow them too. Like, that's where I get my tips from. So yeah. So speaking of your podcast, so Janine's podcast is called Happy and Healthy. Mm -hmm. And so one of the questions that I had written down for you that I wanted to ask was, what is your definition of happy and healthy? Oh, snap. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I would say being happy and healthy means that you're on the journey of trying to be happy and healthy in all aspects of life, mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And it's a journey. It's not a finish line. You're not looking for perfection, um, but you're on this journey of learning to thrive and become healthy. That's why I say happy and healthy, because I think you, in order to be happy, you need to be healthy in a lot of these areas. And I think if one of those verticals like mentally is off, then it'll affect your physically. If your physically is off, it'll affect your emotionally. And like all of those are super, super intertwined. And so I think it's like a balance of like, they got to be evened out all the time. And I feel like, you know, again, it's like, I'm not ever trying to promote perfectionism or like, I'm so happy and I'm so perfect. That's why I always talk about like, this is a journey that we're on together and it's going to have ebbs and flows. It's going to have low moments. It's going to have high moments. But the great thing is, is like, 
we're figuring this out together and you're never alone. Like you have me, you have other people and you also have God along this journey with you. And I would say that's what it is. I think it's just trying to find joy and fulfillment in life, but knowing that it's not a perfect finish line and that's okay. Yeah. I love that answer. And I was thinking about what my answer for it would be. And I feel like I'm still trying to kind of like well, figure that out. And I think that is the beauty in it is that everybody is always trying to figure it out. And once mm-hmm. you think that, you know, it's probably going to change depending on like where you're at in your life. Totally. Well, it's funny because I actually forgot to do this on my podcast, but I ask all my guests what makes them happy and healthy. Oh, okay. And I'm curious to hear what your answer would be. Um, I would say in terms of happiness, I would say like what makes me happy is seeing that I'm making other people happy. Mm, like if I, I can make that. somebody smile or like laugh or cry even like in a good sense of the word, like making other people feel an emotion towards me, that's like maybe not negative. Yeah. I feel like that that makes me happy because then I know that like my words have weight and an impact mm. because I feel like that is the obligation that I have with like having a platform. Um, but I would say in terms of like healthy, I am honestly like really struggling to figure that out. And I think there's a lot of different ways, exactly like what you said, there's a lot of different like areas of your life where healthy comes into play. And I Mm. think for me, what I struggle with is balancing all of them because like I could be really healthy in like my mindset, but then I'm probably like putting all of my energy towards that. And I'm falling behind in my like physical health Mm. or like my spiritual health or, Mm -hmm. you know, those types of things. And I, I think what I just want to reiterate is like everybody also is doing that. Yeah. But overall I would say my, Health and happiness comes from like fulfillment of knowing that my life has a purpose and passion and that one Mm. day when I like leave this world that I'm leaving behind something that is like of value and people will like talk about it. Mm. I think that's such an amazing viewpoint. Thank you. I think a lot of people don't, they don't think about that. They don't think about what is like the legacy that I'm trying to leave on this earth. And like, because again, like when you're 60, 70 years old, it's like, what? Like, if I look back at my life, like, what is the, what is the watermark I've made on this planet, you know? Definitely. And when you die and centuries go by and you have grandkids and grandkids and grandkids, it's like, what are your grandkids, what are they going to remember you as? Like, what's the legacy you want to pass down to them? And I love that your goal is to do that. Like, it's to help people and bless people. And mine's exactly the same thing. And yeah, it's like, I just want to make a difference. I want to make my life count. I want to be able to stand before God one day and be like, God, like I did this well and I did this for you and I made a difference. Yeah, I love that. I think it's a really good point that you say, like when your when your kids and your grandkids eventually are thinking about you and like what you left behind. Do you ever think about like, are they going to be able to watch your YouTube videos or anything? Because like sometimes <laughs> they probably will, which is so weird, isn't it crazy? You know, like now it's a trend where people will show like Polaroids or videos of their like parents when they were getting together and they're like really hot and like oh my god these are my parents and i'm thinking back to it i'm like i wonder what like my kids are gonna see of me like are they gonna see my tiktoks i'm like is youtube gonna be around still like will my channel still exist then like yeah what are they gonna think like my grandma was a weirdo Oh my gosh. Probably. I know. I probably have like posted things that I'm like, oh God, I, I just like, would not align with now. And I think that is something that I look back on. I'll, I'll find pictures or videos from like two or three years ago. I'm like, wow, this is really crazy. <laughs> and as much as like social media can be like scary, I think the good thing is that you can actually physically see your growth over yeah, the past couple of years. so fun. It's like my favorite part about it. Yeah. I love well, that I can look back at my channel and I can be like, 
wow, why did I wear that ugly t-shirt? <laughs> or not even just that, but like the way I used to think about things or talk or just the way I used to like poorly date. I'm like, what were you doing, you fool? And I can now look back and be like, man, I have grown so far. And it's literally a video diary and it's so cool. Like, I love that. It is definitely very cool to have like an archive of everything. But because what we do is literally all online, you mm-hmm. know, you spend a lot of time on your phone. And I touched on this on your episode that like your worth is literally in the hands of people's opinions of you. Yes. And so I watched one of your YouTube videos before I came over here, actually. And it was from June. Or sorry, oh, sorry. Yeah, January. were you and Connor watching my videos one day? Oh. I was mortified. Yes. So Connor and I used to watch like a lot of... Like, we would get into, like, a show on Netflix or something, then it'd be over, and we'd be like, all right, now what? So we've been watching Shelby Church on YouTube uh, a I love lot, her. which I think y'all are friends, right? Yeah, we. she was one of my first YouTube friends. Okay, yeah, I love her videos, and she's just, she has this, like, calmness about her. I, and she's like that in real life, too. Okay. You should get her on the podcast. She would do it. She would. She's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so we were watching her videos, and, and Connor's like, wait, I think she's friends with Janine. And then we were watching some of your videos, and one of, like, your most viral videos is, um, oh, it's God. about, like... Teen you versus child you? What is it? Teen you versus child you? Did you watch that one? No, not that one. Oh, it was good. it was something about, like, high school, maybe, or, like, how to pay attention in class, maybe. Oh, was it how to not hate school or something? Yes, it was how to not hate school. You had, like, 10 tips of how to not hate school. Yeah, oh, my god. And I loved it. It was, like, a little baby Janine. That See, that was, like, the OG, like, YouTube era. Like, that was, like, Alexa Losi, Adeline Morin, Megan DeAngelis. Like, those were, like, and they still are doing really well on social media, but, like, that was, like, peak YouTube time where we all collabed. <laughs> the videos were super saturated. It was super cheesy. The music was cheesy. Everything yeah. was... So cheesy, but that was like my like peak YouTube days. We ate it up though. Like I remember watching those videos or I remember I would watch like how to do your hair fast in like five minutes for school. Oh, I watched those too. Absolutely. So many of them. Quick YouTube, like, or quick makeup for school or whatever. Like I, I watched all of those and I even did some of them like three minute makeup challenge or whatever. Yes. I live for it in like finding the different ways that I could curl my hair with like a straightener or a curler or a rag teasing it. (laughs) Oh my God. At the time, like teasing your hair was insane. It was like our scene girl era. I was a cheerleader. So my hair was always teased. Oh, you had the, the bump it, you know, the front and a big bow, and my hair got destroyed. Oh, my so gosh. Oh, great. I'm sure. Like, that could not have been good for us. Mm-mm. But all that to say, I was watching one of your more recent videos, and it was from January of this past year or maybe even 2021. I Now that I think about the dates, I'm not sure. But it was basically that you went on a two-week cleanse of social media. You were like, we're oh, not yeah. on social media. It was this January, yeah. Okay, and I would love for you to talk about it because one of the things that I you, you said was like, you're busy hurrying. And I mm. just thought that was such a good point. And a lot of people always ask me like, how do you get everything done? How do you like, mm. how do you separate your phone and job in like personal life? And honestly, watching your video, like definitely go watch the video on YouTube. But I would just love for you to do like a little kind of like a recap of what you learned from doing a social media like cleanse. Yeah, I'd have to like go back and look through the list, but I think I had like five points in it. But one, one was that you you lose creativity by constantly consuming other people's content. Like you really do because you can't think for yourself anymore. Like you're just constantly being influenced and persuaded by other people's stuff. And so you don't really like think like, what do I want? Like what are the yeah. gifts that God gave me? What are the talents? What are the things that I personally bring? 
And so I felt like I was in this hamster wheel of like, okay, create, 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 create. And then I looked back and I was like, what did I even create? Like, what was, was any of that even good? Like, did any of that even benefit anyone or have any sort of value? And so when I took a step back, I could like take an audit of my YouTube, my Instagram, my TikTok, like all the stuff that I was doing. And I was like, okay, what is working? What's not? And I would look at the numbers and be like, okay, clearly this is where people see this being beneficial. This one obviously is not, but you need to like pause and take a step back because otherwise you're constantly in this hamster wheel and it's exhausting for you. Like mentally, that's exhausting. Spiritually, that's exhausting. Like you have to take some breaks and have some filters and have some perimeters of like knowing when to be on your phone and when to be off your phone. And I, I've been pretty good at that. Like people, Whenever they hang out with me, because I'm like an influencer or whatever, they always think like, oh, this girl's going to be so self-absorbed. She's going to be on her phone the entire time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, they're they so surprised when I leave my phone in my bag, like majority of the day. And they're like, I really thought you were going to be on your phone the entire time. And I'm like, no, because I've learned throughout time of like, when's a good time to bring out your phone and when's not like, and when to be present. And I think really taking a break and re- reflecting on that is important and at least for my faith too, like intimacy with God is so, so important. And again, when you're on social media all the time consuming it, like you're busy, you're hurried all the time, you're constantly rushed. There's no time to just slow down and to think, okay, why am I either feeling anxious? Why do I not have friends? Why do I feel depressed right now? Why do I feel this certain way? What are the lies I'm believing? Because you're constantly just rush, 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 rush. And that's exactly like what the enemy wants us to do is like to be constantly rushed that we don't slow down and think and pause and reflect because in the moments of pausing and reflecting, like that's where you find growth. It's painful to kind of sit there and let those thoughts like bring, you know, come to the surface. It's the thoughts that you've been suppressing by rushing. It's the thoughts you've you've been suppressing by traveling or just scrolling more, but that's like what these phones are doing to us is they're like slowly but surely like killing our brains. And so it is so important to like have some sort of break or balance so that you can actually slow down and be like, okay, where am I mentally? Where am I physically? What are, what does my community look like right now? Where am I at like emotionally in life and not, not looking at other people's lives? Like what do I feel personally for myself? And I just think, man, you know, I love social media. I love it a lot, but we have to have like a healthy break and balance with it. Well, you guys, I don't know how this happened because it came up so quickly, but this weekend is Memorial Day. And I quickly wanted to say thank you so much to anybody who listens to my podcast that has served in our military. Of course, that is what Memorial Day is all about. Or anyone with family members, I thank you for serving our country. And it's also a great day for us to be able to hang out with family and friends. My best friend Sarah is coming in town to stay with me from Florida. I haven't seen her in months, so we're going to do a girls weekend at our friend's lake house. We're going to spend some time out in the sun on the boat, floating, and also just cooking out and spending time together. Maybe a little bonfire with some s'mores. And of course, my podcast is sponsored by Macy's. So anything that you need to celebrate Memorial Day, Macy's has from pool floats to bathing suits to stuff to cook out, stuff to set up your picnic table, literally anything and everything. Memorial Day spent with Macy's. You can go to www.macy's.com forward slash FOW. I I try really hard to be better at it. Honestly, like one of the few things that I do too is like when I am hanging out with my friends because I don't get that, that I don't get that time mm-hmm. as often as I would like to. 
I I always make sure that I'm not on my phone. And it can be so hard when you like, I actually turned my phone over while we started recording this because you can see that people are texting you. Yep. You can see that you're like getting notifications or you're probably thinking about like the emails that you're missing. Yeah. And when you are thinking about all of those things, cause you see it in your vision, it's so easy to just to like get sidetracked. And even though yeah. you're technically present yeah. cause you're not on your phone, you're really not like actually totally. present. Yeah. So I put my phone on do not disturb all the time because even if like I know myself and I know how our brains work now because like the little ding, it's like an endorphin rush every single time when you get a notification or you get a ding on your phone. Mm -hmm. It's like endorphin, endorphin, endorphin. And we've trained our brains. There's like the book Atomic Habits. Have you read it? Oh my gosh. So I actually had this girl, you Shelby Sacco, on my podcast and you should definitely connect with her. She's oh, yeah, I love that. incredible. She talked all about the like building habits. And yeah. I think that was the book that she talked about. Yeah, the about book is right there. Life. It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And okay. he talks about, you know, how there's like a cue and a response and you know yes. the response is going to be like, the reward is going to be, I feel good when I check my phone. Mm -hmm. And so it constantly is this feedback loop of just like, okay, my phone brings this satisfaction, but it's temporarily. So you keep doing it over and over and over and over, but it'll never satisfy. But yeah, you can be in a conversation and you can see your phone ding and immediately your brain is out of the conversation. Absolutely. I, I mean, I struggle with that uh, like very hard. So when you did this social media, like kind of purge, did you just not post on anything? Did you just I like, was off? You just didn't look I deleted at social everything. media at all. Oh, you physically deleted I it. I got off. I logged out and I like told people like, I'm logging off. Hold me accountable. Do not let me log back in. There was one time I had to log in for something for like a brand deal. Um, but other than that, it was like some of the best two weeks of my entire life. Yeah. Like I was like, all of a sudden I could dream again. I went to bed on time. I was so present. I was like, wow, like. This is what it feels to not be like addicted to your phone. And yeah. I honestly was kind of nervous because I was like, I'm almost worried that I'm going to be so in love with this that I'll never want to get back on. Yeah, definitely. And as soon as I got back on, I was more anxious again. I felt so much like I was back in the hamster wheel. Like, okay, I need to perform. I need to perform. People are expecting this big, grandiose answer from me when I get back. Right. It felt like so much pressure. And I was like, man, that's kind of an exhausting, sad way to live. Definitely. What do you think that you like learned anything specifically from when you did get back onto social media? Like, did you change any of your habits really? Or was it just more of like, yeah, I actually got way more organized actually. Cause I think before the break, because I was in such a cycle, I was in this hamster wheel. I had no structure, no routine. I mean, I had a routine, but it was just so messy all over the place. I learned to really get organized, like create a system, create a calendar, create structure throughout my entire week. Because when again, you're in the hamster wheel, you never have time to pause and be like, let me fix my month. Let me fix my schedule. Definitely. So I got a much better routine for my podcast, for my work schedule, for my workouts. Um, and also I just feel like it just kind of taught me a lot of just like, okay, I need to continually, continually build in these breaks, not just once a year, but like quarterly, yeah. at least like every six months, like I'll probably do it again soon because it shouldn't just be like a one and done type of thing. So it really right. taught me like, this is so important for our mental health, for our faith, for just all the things that we're doing. And I really want to implement that more now. And so I think that it just taught me like, I really should be building this in a lot more than I am. For sure. And I have not done one yet. And I feel like after just hearing you speak about that, like I definitely know that I need to. I feel like I'm almost at the breaking point right now where like I what you said and it was like busy hurrying. Yeah. That is literally how I am right now. I'm just constantly thinking about like, oh, well shoot, I have to record this episode, but then like in between that I have to make the graphics, but then like in between that I also have to plan this mm -hmm. event and do this mm -hmm. and go here and post this. And I feel like I'm just constantly thinking about all the things that I need to get done that you spend so much time thinking about it 
that you just don't even do it. Yeah. And you get then, so overwhelmed. Right. And you're on your phone and like all that time, even though it might be like five minutes here and there of scrolling, that time adds up so quickly where it could just be like getting one thing done that is taking that stress and like load off of you. Totally. So yeah, there's an incredible book. It's right there. It's called the ruthless elimination of hurry by John Mark Comer. And that book really did inspire me. And that was one of the books I recommended in that video was to read that because mm -hmm. he talks all about just, you know, the addiction to social media and how it's promoting this like hustle culture all the time. And it, it is unhealthy. And I don't think that's like originally how God designed for us to be is just constantly busy, 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 stimulated, consuming, consuming, consuming. Like, I think it's just so unhealthy and, um, I recommend it. And I wouldn't even say you have to do something, you know, crazy as two weeks. Like you can even try a weekend. You just one weekend right. of just getting off and just, again, like atomic habits also starts about like, mm -hmm. they talk about like small steps that create massive things. And so it can be small and then eventually build it to something greater later. Definitely. And Shelby does such a good job of talking about that. I feel like after that episode, I was like, holy crap. Yeah. I <laughs> recommend that book as well. So good. Cool. Okay. Well, I know what I need to be doing now. <laughs> I'm going to be reading while I'm doing my social media cleanse. There you go. Cool. Or even if it's like, hey, at 7 p.m., that's when I put my phone away or something like that, just so you can be present with your people and have dinner and read a book and go to bed on time. Because you know, I know like I can scroll for hours and hours and hours before bed and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's one in the morning. So yeah. just creating some guardrails. Definitely not good at going to bed on time. Lately, I've been a little bit better, but you know, always a work that's in progress. Okay. Always something you can do. Yeah. But um, that's like pretty much all of the questions that I had for you and time just like went by really it fast. It did. Almost, oh my gosh. Like, almost like 50 minutes. Yes. So I end all of my episodes by asking my guest or myself, what is like one thing that you recommend for people to do for fun this week? Oh, I love that. Um, I'm a big walk girl now. Like, okay. you know, there's like those TikToks, like hot girl walks. Yes. I'm really big on those. And well, this is actually going to be a challenge for you because I did this last week and it was very hard. I went on a 40 minute walk and I went with no AirPods, no music, nothing. Oh, okay. And maybe that's not very fun, but I went on a walk, you're getting exercise, you're out in nature, but it's also a really good time to just really process your feelings. You can even go with a friend. Go with a friend and go on a walk. And I think that's just really fun. I, I love walks and especially like when the weather's really nice. There's a nice lake right around here. Definitely. So I recommend call a friend that you haven't seen in a while and say, hey, I want to catch up with you and go on a walk with your friend. That's so funny. That was like one of the things that I said recently, but I never said it of be unplugged, which I think is a good point. And you can add on to that too. Maybe you do like your social media cleanse when you go on the walk. Exactly. And you're just like actually being like looking around. I think it's so crazy how much you miss when you're looking at your phone. Mm. And I have to remind myself that a lot, especially like when I'm traveling, I'm like, wow, there's actually so much going on around me. And mm -hmm. especially like Austin, the city that I live in, you get so used to it that you kind of like forget to appreciate it in the moment. Yeah. So I think that's a really good idea of what to do. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoy that. I know it's probably not the, cool. not the most fun, but I think it's fun. <laughs> no, I think it's fun, definitely. All right, well, that is like the end of the episode. Yay. And so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And you can follow Janine on, You gosh, you have so many. I have too many. <laughs> TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, podcasting. Those are mainly the same ones. So Janine Amapola is my full username. A-M-A-P-O-L-A is how you spell that. And my first name is J-E-A-N-I-N-E. And then Happy and Healthy, we post every Tuesday. There you go. I post on Tuesdays too. So oh, depending on when this episode comes out, maybe we'll coordinate it so it's like I love that. Yeah. either the same day or like back to back. Um, but if you enjoyed this, we did an episode on her podcast, Happy did. and Healthy. Check that out. And if you're coming to my podcast from Happy and Healthy, 
welcome and subscribe. Yeah, maybe you'll join me again. But thank you guys. And I always say I will see you next Tuesday. Yay. It was so fun. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for coming. Bye, y'all.